buckaroos. This is the after show. I'm your host, Kelly Gamont. With me, as always, my podcasting compadre, formerly stuffy, silent media sensation, Mike Rose. Hi, Mike. Hi, Kelly. How you doing? I'm doing good. And I just realized I did that whole intro and never said who the crap I was. So you, know, <laughs> you a, are you're Kelly Gamont. So star star of podcast and screen, Kelly Gamont. <laughs> Um, uh, you're the star of karaoke stage and podcast screen, podcatcher screen. How's that? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And and also um, denizen of the Hellmouth apparently over these last couple weeks. <laughs> yes, um, I joked about being the mayor of Portland last summer. Um, and I tell you, I think a lot about the podcast we recorded last summer when you said everything's terrible, and I said now half of it's on fire. Um, because that's, I feel like that's where we're headed. Um, yeah, uh, I don't remember. It was triple digits. I'm headed somewhere with this. It was triple digits in Colorado a couple of weeks ago. And I got a text from a friend of the show, Jeff Gamut. Uh, remind me to tell him later he's a friend of the show. And, um, he said, uh, it was 103 or something there. Uh, and he was out doing like outdoor things and said yeah it feels very much like uh tatooine in july and we left the furnace on oh and, <laughs> yeah. the green milk has dried up this yeah, is, so is a situation i thought about that a lot on monday uh when i set a thermometer outside to see like i know what it says but like the places where they record weather and report weather from like yeah. in Portland are like the Portland airport and downtown Portland. And I don't really live super close to either of those. So I sort mm. of have like my own little algorithm I have to put on the forecast when they put the weather, when they put extreme weather things, whether it's hot or cold or whatever, like it's not quite as it's, it's not quite as bad as this place, but it's a little worse than this place generally is what, what how it works out. So um, I was like, I need my own data. And uh, every so often we flirt with uh, buying a weather station and we don't do it. And so I don't have one still. And so I set a th- I took my, the thermometer I have in the house. I took the thermometer and I went and set it out on the, the, t- the patio table and just set it there. And sure enough, pretty early in the morning, it hit uh, was it 10, 10 something. It was like mid to upper 90s, 1030 a.m. Mm. And I went, this is going to be a long day. And then mm. it hit 100 and then it hit 110 and then it hit 120 and when it hit 120 i went there's clearly Wait. something wrong with my digital thermometer <laughs> right that's that's not right that i'm didn't sending happen. <laughs> so i so i went and got the oven thermometer and sent the oven thermometer out on the patio to get a second opinion and a couple of hours later both of them agreed it was 130 degrees on my patio that's no no yes i have oh yes i have photographic evidence of it and it could have gone higher Uh, well so it was 118 for a long time and then the sun started actually hitting it uh and that's when it went up to 131 it may have gone higher but i stopped going outside to take pictures of the thermometer um that that's wow so yeah that's um, that's that's Death Valley. That's post Death Valley situation. That's yes. that's afterlife valley. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, it was. Um, yeah. Uh, and you, and and the thing that struck me in that moment uh, was because the first thing that came into my head is a thing that I say regularly to express my displeasure, and that is not cool. And I went, <laughs> no brain, not now. 
read the room. Um, <laughs> literally, <uncool>. literally, <laughs> not cool. And uh, yeah, it was uh, crazy town. Uh, like to the point that um, at my day job, I have clients, and some of the we have we do client work, and so I have a lot of clients that that I speak to on a regular basis, and some of them know that I live in Oregon, okay. and so. Uh, so I start getting like texts on my work phone, like, are you okay? <laughs> Which was heartwarming on the one hand. Like, it was nice to know that, that people cared. Like, oh my God, wait, I know someone there. I should see if they're okay. So it was nice that like our professional relationship was close enough that they were like, I want to make sure you're not going to catch fire, you know, um, <laughs> spontaneously. You're, you're, you're no good to me, scorched. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. Uh, yes. Uh, so that was, it was nice to have, uh, it, it was nice to be cared for. Um, mm. And uh, mostly, but mostly like it was just really hot. I don't know if people remember, uh, long time listeners of the show will remember what, four episodes ago, it was last August and I, uh, <laughs> and I got my, and I finally got uh, air conditioning. Last yes. last summer, Big at the end of the forward. year, we finally got the uh, well. We got a new furnace, and as part of the new furnace transaction, uh, I was able to talk Mr. Kelly into getting it uh, because I I at one point uh, I'm not proud of this, but I'm kind of proud of this. Um, I put together a short PowerPoint presentation about how the HVAC guy at work was really tired of having to open and close windows all day long. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, and the last slide was me. The HVAC guy at my work is me. It's me. It's um, it's been me all yeah. along. <laughs> um, because I one of the greatest if this then that recipes I've ever set up was I hooked it to the Weather Channel and it would text me when it got to be seventy three degrees and say mm-hmm. close the windows. It's seventy three degrees. You know, and whatever, like whatever it was. And then uh, when it was seventy degrees. It would say, yeah. open the windows, it's 70 degrees. Uh, and the best thing about it was that I never had to go like, oh, it's the time of year when I turn it on and turn it off. And the yeah. time of year when I turn it off because the the weather took care of that for me. Um, so yeah, last year <laughs> I explained, this is what I'm doing. This is, you know, like, this is what's happening. And it puts a serious crimp in my day and yeah, blah, 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 you know. And uh, yeah, and so eventually we ended up getting actual air conditioning it was pretty great so that's astonishing well and thank thank goodness i mean looking looking at the current at recent history you would you would in fact be a scorched spot on the patio on the the, the patio kiln which i mean it's so so for instance and today as we record this it's june 30th um things are things are cooling down in the pacific northwest they're heating up in the northeast uh today was you know a hundred and i think i think felt like a hundred and four yeah. Here in New York, and well, in we got some the- cases it hasn't been much. My dad texted me a photo of his thermometer today uh, that it says 110 degrees in Eastern Oregon, and the reason he sent it to- the reason he sent it to me was because he had a caption for that picture. Uh, my dad goes to Arizona in the winter time, and yeah. so uh, so they have a place in Yuma, and so he sent me the picture of his thermometer at his house now in Eastern Oregon, and it, mm-hmm. and it said 110, and he said, and the caption was, "It's 104 in Yuma right now." <laughs> I could I could reverse snowbird. I yes. could do a, 
I could do a I could do a sunbird and get to get to Arizona and be cooler than I yeah. am here in Oregon. Ugh. Gross. Gross. Well, in New York today it was it was quite hot, but it was it was a dry heat here in the city, uh, which is <laughs> unusual for this time of year. And yes, so, it is. I've been there when it's been. I don't know if I've ever been there when it was warm and not sticky. It's not like I've been there a ton of times, but whenever I have been, it's been very very humid. So I'm yeah. glad it was dry heat today. Because yeah. well, we we got we got something that I I have not. I don't think I've experienced. Oops whacking the microphone i've definitely experienced that many times um i heard that a minute ago and wondered if that was what was happening that's exactly what was happening um so we had something today that i have not seen in the in the uh ios emergency notifications era so going back yeah seven eight years at least which was a uh alert from the from the mayor's office and our local utilities say it this was at you know 11 a.m or so saying please you know reduce your electricity usage turn off on the oh. appliances and lights and did you ACs. get that the way we get like amber alerts yeah oh yeah and it like every device within oh my god with, i would my, be so mad okay well it i mean it definitely got my attention well okay um, here's why i get upset about it is because Particularly the Amber Alerts, and I don't remember who it was. I think uh, maybe it was Chalkenberry wrote it up. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you're not telling me anything. Like, you've freaked me out, especially if there's more than one device in the area that gets the alert. Mm-hmm. Now, all of them are freaking out, and you're not telling. And, and at least with the Amber Alerts, at least initially, like, they weren't really saying anything. No, now so they do. It would just I mean, be a now car. So now you they must have ha- gotten an actual like alert. I would be less. I would be yeah. less angry about something that I could actually look at and oh, no, like, no, this get was, information. This was a. This was an extended, you know, double sized text message saying, "Hey, please, please do these oh, things." Oh, okay, so that's a lot better. I'm. It less- wasn't. It wasn't just the. I mean, I, I think. I feel like I can pinpoint when I think it was eight years ago, a little over eight years ago, when when the. Uh, whatever iOS version was at the time started doing the emergency alerts uh-huh. because it was it would have been you know May of 2013 and I was at training for my then brand new job down mm-hmm. on down in the financial district and in that room at one point during the day in the training room you know 10 phones went off and it was a flash flood Alert. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and we were all like, "Oh, what is the what's the deal? What's that?" And it was new. It felt I, I'm I mean maybe I'm misremembering the chronology, but at the time that felt like it was a new experience of having people in a room have all their phones go off at once. Um, and now so it's we'll just a new experience having people in a room. Now now it's just an experience having people in a room. Which hey, happy uh, upcoming Fourth of July, Independence Day. Today we celebrate our uh, our freedom to breathe on one another in ways that are. <laughs> Are not creepy. I I actually, um, yeah, we had we've had people over, which is fascinating, and we've had yes. we had a party and Whoa. gone gone and eaten eat at inside restaurants. And so yes, the big news, um, as Kelly and I were briefly alluding to beforehand, it, you know everything's 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 screwed up and some of it's on fire. Um, our my family's summer plans are all. Uh, are all uh, cattywampus? We call that catty, all cattywampus, all higgledy piggledy, in part <laughs> in part because of some other countries uh, uh, blocking uh, travel longer for for extended periods of time when when Mrs. Mike had already booked travel to those places. Oh. But 
So that's unfortunate, and she's working yes. on getting her money back. But but the big thing that has been happening since we last spoke in May, uh, when was it? When was it in May? Was it at the beginning of May or the end of May? Good heavens, it was the beginning really of May. So we we've had a hiatus. We've had it. We've had our we've had yes. our our spring hiatus. Um, and we had we it was just past the spring loaded event in May in early May. So oh, yeah. what has happened since then? And I alluded to it at the time that it was coming. Is that I have now gone physical person presence in person mm-hmm. into the officey place thing. Whoa! Uh, I know. Uh, a couple days a week for the past three weeks, I've been going in to the office. I think the, the headline humans. here is you had to put on pants. I did. It was someone someone asked in Slack today what the office dress code was, and people were like, "You should probably wear pants." Um, but uh, but yeah, I had to put on pants and a shirt and go and you know go you know moderate my noisy eating and talking on the phone in public and and just uh, yesterday when I was in on Tuesday, two things happened that have not happened in over a year. One was <laughs> I have I have a colleague, I have a colleague uh, uh, Mira who it's a running gag that. Even though we both work in the New York office, we only ever see one another in other places in, oh, okay. in Indianapolis or San Francisco or Chicago because we're always going there for similar reasons. And it's like, oh, hey, how's, how's it going? And so I walked in, I ran into her in the office. I was like, oh, we're this is the new normal. Now we're going to see each other here in New York because where else would we be? Um, so that was delightful. But um, but also, I was running to a meeting. I was like trying to get ready for a meeting. I was get, grabbing my coffee and I'm there in the kitchen. And one of my colleagues says, hey, Mike, quick question. Asked me a product question. I said, well, I only have two minutes. We talked about it. I walked back to my desk and I said, I just got quick questioned. I have... <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't been quick questioned in so long. Oh my god! And I like I really I felt I felt like Earth is healing. Like this is like how how long has it been since somebody like somebody could slack me or call me? But who's going to do that? They're going to feel awkward and weird. But this was like, hey, you're right here. I'm right here. Let me ask you a thing. It's like yeah, this is amazing. Thank you, thank you for your willingness to transgress my boundaries. I appreciate you. Um, and it was it was amazing. So I have to I have to send that guy a, a bouquet of flowers or something. For- <laughs> <laughs> an edible arrangement. An edible arrangement. Um, yes, everybody loves fruit on a stick. Yeah. Um, okay. So you said yeah. something there that that I'm going to pick up on for a minute and totally derail with, and that is, um, I appreciate you because I feel like there wasn't a lot of that happening. Like people would say, I appreciate it, or I appreciate you did that for me, or whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, Ted Lasso says, I appreciate you to people all the time. And interesting. I, in my in, my headcanon is that that's where it came from and that people sort of pay more attention and are saying it now because he said it a bunch and we've all watched Ted Lasso more than I, once. That's in my I, head. I know, I, know, I know that one of my colleagues, uh, Brian, has been saying it for, I'm pretty sure, longer than Ted Lasso has been out. But now I'm going to have to ask him if that's where he picked it up. Well, it's not it's possible. It, it was not common. You would hear it yeah, once it in was, a while. But right. now I feel like I hear it more regularly from people and yeah i'm super glad about it um you know it sort of reminds me of when we talked about um again long time listeners will remember that i said if you were polite to your echo that like a a fraction of a penny should go to the charity of your choice for being polite <laughs> 
I'm right. still on that My, because I donations. still think it's a good idea that every time I do that, half a penny goes to the Trevor Project or the Alzheimer's Foundation or something, you know, and like I really or make a wish. And I really want that to be true. And um, and so like the like that's a thing. That was another thing that I was thinking about recently was how often now I hear I appreciate you that I didn't used to and it makes me very happy. And uh, I hope that it's Ted Lasso. Like in my mind, I've decided that people watched Ted Lasso a bunch of times and picked it up from there. Um, But also Ted Lasso is amazing. And if you haven't seen it, you should. And uh, I'm going to tell everybody now this is sort of a PSA. We talked about it uh, just today on the Daily Observations podcast over at MacObserver.com. Um, because uh, the second season is coming, but everybody's about to have to start paying for Apple TV. So if you are on your free uh, your your free year that lasted mm. six months longer than a year, um, mm-hmm. it's about to come to an end because in July, everybody's going to have to start coughing up five bucks a month. If this is the time... So we sort of did a PSA this morning. If this is the time to look at... Um, an Apple One bundle, particularly mm-hmm. if you are, if you do a lot of family sharing with your Apple stuff, mm-hmm. um, now is the time to sit down and look at that. Charlotte has a lovely chart over at TMO that you can look at um, to see if it makes sense for you, depending on uh, the stuff that you buy now. Uh, maybe you'll get something free, or maybe you'll just save money, you know, overall. And then additionally, like you don't have to pay for Apple TV or you don't have to pay for Apple Arcade or something, you know, that like just comes as part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely something to look into. And the part that she pointed out this morning on the show that was interesting was she went and signed up for the Apple One bundle. And yep. what happened was um, the stuff that she had already paid for, uh, all like she got like the portion refunded for that so that everything sort of came back to zero and then reset. And then she pays for the bundle, you know, on the 30th of every month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really interesting because I was, because part of why I've been holding off is because I was like, well, I paid for I paid for Fitness Plus in like November or whatever when you had to pay when when it first came out and they were like you can pay for a year and I just paid for a year. And in January is when I pay for Apple Music. So I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not worried like I'm not up for renewal for any of this for months and months. And then she said, "But they refunded all of it for the stuff that I had paid for already." You know, so like I could go sign up right now and it would be fine. And so I was I was just thinking about that and um and doing all that so like the psa is that uh if you wish to continue your ted lasso experience it starts at the end of july and uh you will have to pay for our for apple tv plus in order to make that happen and maybe you get it free because you have a bundle and pay for a bunch of other stuff and so you get ted lasso for nothing but uh it's really enjoyable and i like it a lot and the way that you can tell is because over on the incomparable uh, Mm -hmm. while we're on the um uh, while Kelly talks a lot about how much Kelly talks in other places, um, you can hear, you can hear, uh, we, we, uh, Jason, Jason Snell started a podcast called Football is Life, and it's the season one rewatch of Ted Lasso, and one episode drops a week in anticipation of season two, and uh, I got to host two of the episodes, and so um, you can hear uh, me and... I don't remember who else was on the episode, but we talked about episode. <laughs> we talked about episode three, uh, Trent yeah. Krim, the Independent. Um, we talked about that episode, and so I was on that one. Uh, I hosted that one, and the reason I don't remember who I was on it is because I was really, really nervous about hosting that episode. And then uh, I also hosted episode nine. Yeah, uh, we we talked about episode nine, and 
uh, and I'm totally blanking on the name of that episode, but it was really, really fun uh, to get to go um, host a couple of those. And really, it's just the warm fuzzies that I got from hanging out with people who love something very much and talk very excitedly and very enjoyably about something that they love very much. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I really liked getting to do those. And we talked for ever um but it was a lot of fun and we had a really good time and so you can check that out over at the incomparable football is life and we will probably do a season two rewatch i'm sure there will be some sort of flash cast situation over at the incomparable uh the rest of the time i'm watching loki uh frame mm. by frame because <laughs> uh mike as you remember uh i run a home for crackpot theories and and the the goofier the better and <laughs> i and uh, in not not the episode three. Uh, well, uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you there. Yeah. Because because Mrs. Mike and I have watched through episode two, but because our children. No. No, okay. the podcast. I'm just talking about the, oh, the podcast. Pod- I'm not spoiling okay, not the anything. Show, not the show. No, yeah. yeah, we we've been scolded for episode spoilers on the here on the after show before. Okay. We have learned our lesson. Mm-hmm. We're barely even yeah. talking about Westworld at this point. So that's... <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not talking about the episode. I'm talking about the podcast. The okay, um, podcast, ep- podcast. The podcast episode where we talked about episode two of Loki. Um, I mentioned the home for Crackpot Theories, and uh, Lisa started humming dramatic music in the background for me, and you know, for for just a few cents a day, you could, t- <laughs> you too, <laughs> you too could help a wayward theory. Um, and oh so man. It, <laughs> Like, yeah. And after I was thinking about that, I was like, wow, I think we built that house like 10 years ago or something on the um, the white iPhone is the Verizon iPhone, I think yeah. was the cornerstone of the house. I'm pretty sure that was, yeah, that was the, that was the, that was the foundation upon which the house was built. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh. and I don't remember who, who built it. Maybe you remember. Uh, but when it was announced, uh, I don't remember who wrote up the post, but one of my favorite images that was ever on the front page of com was a picture of the white iPhone with the weather app open and it was all like cold and snowy and like the forecast was like more snow, more snow, more snow and the location was hell. Yes. <laughs> that was my favorite. I don't remember who built it, but that was one of my, one of what I thought was like the best images. That one, I, I remember that one. It sounds forever. like a, a Chris Rawson special, but I can't be certain. <laughs> I can't it's entirely be possible. My my favorite my favorite time of the around the white iPhone introduction was was on the Talkcast uh and 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 followed up with a tweet which was holding out for the first uh first Mac journalist or pundit to make an unfortunate reference to white iPhone owners. Um <laughs> And everybody's like, "Oh yeah, thanks for the heads up. I'm gonna avoid doing that now. I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase that differently." So, uh, yeah, we've, it's just nothing but nothing but public service here on out. Um, speaking of ye ye oldie iPhone, um, yes, we didn't get a real we didn't really get a chance to talk about uh, uh, talk about WWDC. We did not. Uh, so we we talk, We have iOS 15 coming. Um, there's uh, we just we got spatial audio recently. Um, mm-hmm. We got we're gonna have the driver's license thing on your phone. Uh, there's going to be a built-in password, uh, two-factor auth, or time-based code thing. I'm like I I mean I'm still it, this happened weeks ago and I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. Is there anything that you heard about next iOS that you're that you're thinking ooh? 
really good. Yeah, I mean, there were a few things. Uh, the first, the first was only sort of iOS in law, I guess, mm-hmm. and that's um, that the S lady is going to come to more devices, okay. and uh, because they're they're, I'm not sure why they're why or how that's opening up, but it is. Um, and I'll tell you the thing that that gave me a very a very uh, two off flavor flashback was uh during the week of dub dub i was doing developer interviews and i talked to um i talked to daniel whose last name i absolutely cannot remember Jalkit? uh no Different um, Daniel. yeah it's uh let's see uh i'm not gonna be able to, i'm absolutely blanking on his, on, on his last name uh but he makes he basically he makes a um telemetry app Okay. So you can track like how people are using your app, like what they click on, but all the data is private. So he explained briefly about um, how it's all anonymized and how it's private, and like all that gets all that gets collected in the first place mm-hmm. is like um, uh, the number of times this thing, this button was clicked on, or whatever. Yeah. So like, uh, if you have a tip jar and you show the tip jar at the bottom of settings how many times does it get clicked on and then if you show it at the top how many times does it get clicked on instead you know that sort of thing so that you can tell and one of the things that he mentioned yeah Mm -hmm. and the thing that i thought was interesting was when we were talking about i was like so what have you seen that's been really interesting this year because i was still trying to do my my uh what i would have been doing in person like do you have 10 minutes to come talk to me about a thing that you saw that you're really excited about this week etc and Mm -hmm. so he said share play hands down by a mile yeah and i went and i said really and he said yes because this makes it so that he and because it here's the thing that i think got lost in what they were what they were showing off is that it's not just a movie and it's not just apple music is that it's anything and you can Mm -hmm. share it with somebody somewhere else and so i'm talking to him and he's super jazzed about it and i'm baffled i'm like i don't <laughs> like like because you want to watch westworld with me like i don't and the reason i bring that up is because when we started he sprung it on me and he goes hi kelly welcome to westworld and i had no idea that was coming and i just lost it um anyway it was very funny because i didn't realize he had been listening like to the westworld podcast that don and i do mm-hmm. anyway so it was very weird uh but very entertaining and a super like left field throwback which i enjoyed so he says, yeah, it's share play because it's going to be great because with my app, I can show, so- I can walk somebody through yeah. how to use it and what they're doing and I can make it better on my end and show them, oh, well, if you don't like a line graph, I can give you a bar chart, tappy tap. And now all of a sudden they're looking at the bar chart like, oh my God, the bar chart is so much better. This is, this is what I was looking for, you know, and be able to have that experience with somebody and then also be able to to do that like with a number of people. I mean, obviously it's not the sort of thing that scales, but being able to walk through it with a few people who are like power users or something, you know, and really get a feel for what they want. He's like, that's going to help me steer the direction of the telemetry stuff that I'm doing so that people can see. This is what, you know, this is how to use it. This is what we're doing. Here's where the beauty in this lies for you, you know, and right. be able to do that. And listening, and here's why it was giving me flashbacks is because listening to a developer talk about something that apple announced in a way that apple absolutely had not mentioned and yet 
is amazing and awesome. And seeing somebody else connect those dots in such a beautiful, unbelievably useful and terribly interesting, at least to me, terribly, mm-hmm. terribly interesting way. Um, was super and it reminded me of having ipad conversations over at over on the talk cast mm-hmm. and like talking to people about no really like i'm in real estate and this is going to be an amazing way to show people right. houses yes. without having to haul my laptop everywhere this yes. is going to be amazing for me as a photographer because i don't need my laptop and i could still be able to view all the images on a good size screen and get be able to very easily toss all the ones where person blinked or, you know, whatever, and like be able to do a real high level sort really, really easily on the spot. And then when I go home, I can use actual brain power and real monitors and all that stuff to do the things I need to do. And like listening to people take the use case Apple had presented and turn it sideways and go, yes, it's an exciting thing, but here's why I'm excited about it. Right. And yeah, it just sort of gave me that moment of um, kind of, the the good and the bad i'm sure you get these moments every once in a while the good and the bad of when your brain goes wow you've been doing this a long time <laughs> yeah well that that was that was too easy that was a little the pulling that together was a little bit too easy um that's funny <laughs> so it's it, so what's interesting to me so yeah shareplay um is going to be fascinating in part because of the as your as your as the interviewer interviewee mentioned the the app support and being able to get to those APIs and say okay what do I want to do if I'm if I'm onboarding somebody to my app for this this is not this is not excuse me screen sharing from one iOS device to another this is you're both running the same app whether it's Apple TV or Netflix or whatever mm-hmm. and you're you're it is it is passing playback cues back and forth so it's native no no compression no tre- no retransmission no nothing um but absolutely is going to be a very it's going to be a very humanizing and and hopefully frictionless way to do something that we we really obviously want to be able to do which is share these on device experiences and that's what's interesting to me about all the iOS or a lot of the iOS 15 fe- features is that they are they are human computer interface they are humanizing the device experience in some new and interesting ways. So, mm-hmm. focus, like being able to create the fo- the focus focus status. Uh-huh. I'm that's... very curious about how that's going to be in practice. Well, yes, but but the but the fact that it's now being a, a part of the conversation is important. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. The yes. the um, spotlight uh, image search, web image search. So, you know, is this berry poisonous? But maybe more for foragers than for other people. But I think that's useful. Um, but but to <laughs> Two very really like these are sort of these are sort of nitty gritty features, but they're so interesting to me. One is the um, the photos, um, all my exes live in Texas feature, where you can where you can pick a photo in iOS Photos and say, "I want to see fewer pictures of this person." Uh huh. Like the 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 tragic reminders feature like that that's that is humanizing that is that is like that is like allow my device to understand how i feel about something how emotionally what is the impact of having this and give me the give me the the knobs and buttons and levers to let this device know how i am feeling second one is the um digital legacy for that iOS and was, iCloud I, That was another one that, that stood out to me um, 
for a whole bunch of reasons, but mostly I just really appreciated that somebody finally understood mm-hmm. uh, how, like, mm-hmm. what happens. Like, mm-hmm. I, it sounds cynical, but I, you know, every once in a while, like, you'll hear somebody, uh, usually me, um, shouting about how I can't believe nobody who works at Apple ever had this problem before. Yes. And like, why, why is this a thing that I have to solve that you haven't thought of already? Right. Like mm-hmm. that's, I mean, considering how long ago it was that a very, very famous iPhone owner passed away. Yeah. You know, it was pretty early on, you True. know, relatively. Um, the, the amount of time between that and when we got uh, the legacy management, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but also, uh, this all felt a lot like confronting the unpleasant parts of life yeah like well like i don't want to like see the... i don't want to see pictures of this person maybe maybe you're mad at them maybe you're sad at them maybe you know whatever whatever it is like there's a whole bunch of reasons why you may not want to see pictures of that person anymore mm-hmm. um and you know when you don't want to see pictures of somebody anymore it's usually you know not for good reasons so you know like that's sort of an unpleasant facet of life that is getting sort of addressed and the same with the legacy stuff like yeah it's not great it's not what i want to be thinking about it's not what i want to be doing but it is a thing that needs to happen and it's good to have that stuff and it's it's absolutely it's absolutely like the the hooks to make it happen are so important i mean and having just recently gone through this myself yeah uh it it, you were the first person i thought of when they set that up when they announced that yeah i mean i was very fortunate that like i i had I there was an an extant iPhone that was logged into that iCloud account that we, that we were able to suss out what the pin was for it and use yeah. that to 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 then cascade an unlock. By the way, um, uh, last week I I didn't I I got an email notification that my iCloud password had been changed. I was like, eh, I don't I don't think I did that, but I'm sure it's nothing. And then went oh. to go sign in to enable a oh no an app an app uh, download for my daughter. And my password didn't work. I was like, huh. I went back and looked at him. I was like, yeah, it looks like it was changed on the 13th, but I didn't do it. I definitely didn't do it. And so I'm like, well, and I and I ended up resetting it from uh, from my Mac, which was logged in, which was fine. And then I had to go <laughs> log back in it with all the other devices. I'm like, I wonder how that happened. And I said to Mrs. Mike, I was like, did you did you change your iCloud password by any chance on on June 13th? And she's like, I don't think so. And then she looks at one password. She's like, oh, yeah, I guess I did. I was like, hmm. So actually... In addition to changing yours, you funny also changed story. my funny story. Uh, you also changed mine, um, and that that was distressing because I think I think one of the, her devices had my had my account on it. I don't know how that happened, oh, yeah. but she did. But so heads up, occasionally your spouse might there might be a possible possibility that your spouse might reset your own uh, your iCloud account, which was yeah. very disturbing. But but so like you talk about like yes the 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 grandest of unpleasantnesses meaning mm-hmm. the death of a loved one or you know or divorce or or lo- losing somebody so the grandest of unpleasantnesses are covered in the in the photo show me less of this person and the digital legacy mm-hmm. and then you have like the minor unpleasantnesses that that make life unpleasant like i can't facetime my my mother who's on an android but now i can yes i'm very excited or about on a that pc one. so that's that's like that's 
that's huge. It's and nobody likes to talk about the fact that we have relatives that don't use iPhones. Everyone but it's true. has a green bubble relative. <laughs> Everyone has that green bubble relative. But then there's like then there's something that is like they went in and addressed things that were particularly annoying to me, uh-huh. which is the and this has not been a problem in a while, but um automatically taking boarding passes that have expired and moving them into an archive. <laughs> I can see where that's something that you would actually need. I needed it. I needed it four years ago, and it was driving me. It was driving me absolutely insane. But I'm glad (laughs) that's happening. And then finally, um, like from the sublime to the ridiculous, the um, iOS now will remind you if you are on a FaceTime call and you start to talk while you're still muted. Oh, hey. So you know, so so I think a lot of this feels like a like a succession of of minor kindnesses like mm-hmm. just trying just trying to get things to work but like you know home kit telling when you when a package has arrived yeah um yeah you know, expanded home kit stuff is making me happy too i'm not really sure what's going on there but being able to have better cameras more cameras that space that icloud space doesn't count against you for mm-hmm. I, for for those views um, iCloud space also uh, you get like three weeks to move all your stuff over to your new phone if you like you will get sort of a a uh, an expansion of your mm-hmm. iCloud storage so that you for can that get, time yeah for that t- so that you can get everything officially moved over to a new device I'm very I'm I'm excited about that one because uh, it's always a pain in the neck and especially if you're not if you're not prepped to do something like that uh you know or like if you're a member of my family who doesn't live in my vicinity which is most of them mm-hmm. um it makes it a lot easier uh because you know you can tell somebody like just use the iCloud backup and it'll be fine instead of trying to help step them through how to plug a cable into their computer and all of that yeah. you know it's much easier so i'm looking forward to that too i'm hopeful yeah. i'm hopeful that that some of this stuff is better um none of this stuff no matter no matter how great any of this other stuff is, uh, none of yes. I don't feel like any of it is an appropriate amount of countermeasure against what they did to Safari. Ooh, ooh, okay. Well, I think we've gone from the the House of Crackpot theories to the House of Righteous Anger. Uh, <laughs> it feels pretty righteous right now, and the only reason is because they've taken like basic interaction with a web browser which i've literally been doing for oh my god um longer than i'm going to admit on the internet um but a really really long time um because i've been on the internet and using web browsers since before the century since mm-hmm. the previous century. So it's been a really long time. And for you to take all of that and turn it inside out because you thought it might look nice is just driving me up a wall. Like, I've seen videos of what it looks like, and I'm like, I can't operate a web page that way. And it doesn't matter which version you're talking about because the Safari version on iOS is still not great. Um, and, like, at least on, this, on on iOS, I understand why they made some of the UI changes they did. Like, your thumb is at the bottom of the screen, so we're going to put the address bar at the bottom of the screen so that mm-hmm. you can reach it when you want to type the thing. Like, that at least makes sense. It's going to be weird um, forever, but at least it makes sense. And I know it won't be forever. It'll be, like, a week, but I'm going to be super grumpy that whole time. Um, <laughs> and, and but but on, on macOS, it looks, it looks frustrating. 
And somebody described it as, um, my web browser is a web browser. It's not a video game. Ooh. I should not have to chase a target. And I'm Ooh. like, that's actually exactly what it is. That's the part that's that I... I yeah. think that's what it is. Like that's the wrong avenue for making something I'm supposed to chase. And I think part of that is also uh, because I still have a particular hate on for how Big Sur handles um, the little icon at the top of the window. Like if you have a text edit, you know, when you have a document or a file open in an app, right? And it's got the it used to have the little actual file icon that you could use. Uh, you know, the little text little text file on a text edit document or a little word icon yeah you know, and you could the drag proxy, that the proxy icon yeah proxy still, icon I could yeah you, not but, you, but but now you have to click and hold and now you and have to wait, wait. well you yeah, don't wait, yeah, cl click and wait but you, you don't know, if you read brett terpster's blog where he found the default rights that does it for everything and uh, uh has fixed my world so once again thank you brett for improving my life for the better Everyone appreciates you. Gonna get that on a T-shirt. Brett, uh, Brett, Brett Terpstra saved saved me saved me thirty minutes a day. <laughs> like you know, just yeah. Um, See, now all I'm thinking is like it should be silver. Last night, Brett Terpstra saved my life. Um, <laughs> someone save, someone save, someone save my life. That's a different song, That's but different. yes. Um, was yeah, it was it, it was a, an old disco song. A DJ, a DJ saved my D life. DJ yeah. saved my life. Yeah. So, so so when you when you said when you said. So it's going to change the way Big Sur handles blank blank. I, I for some reason that translated in my head as like the name of a frozen yogurt shop. Big Sur <laughs> handles like sixteen handles. Oh no! As, like, like what is she talking about? Big Sur handles is like is that a, is that a place? Oh no, it's an operating system. Got okay, got it. I'm with you. I'm tracking. But it threw me it threw me off for just a second. So so this is the fun part of like of, of joining us here on the after show when we haven't we haven't recorded for a while is because not only do we have a lot of stuff queued up, but our brains aren't working quite right yet for yeah. the whole podcasting thing. So so you get the you get sort of the underbelly. Speaking of the underbelly, um yes. we're gonna we're we're gonna run out of time in a few minutes. So I wanna uh -huh. make sure before we do anything else, um, that we talk basketball Jones. Because you're gonna you're gonna regret it if we don't get to it. I will, um, and I can't even sing it this time because um, no. it just sounds so 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 sad. Uh, so many things have happened uh, since the last time we mm. went full basketball Jones up in here, and uh, one of those things is that uh, we had another uh, heartbreaking playoff journey. Oh man! Uh, but this time. Uh, this time, the difference is that uh, we 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 had the heartbreaking loss, and uh, the the front office, the management over at the Portland Trailblazers, decided, well, we've got this guy who seems to do a, a fair to midland job. He seems like a good dude. We're gonna let him go. No. So head coach Terry Stotts is no more. And uh, this hurts my feelings. This hurts my feelings for several reasons. Uh, the first of which is because he was legitimately a good dude. And I feel like he's a good coach because he's always done pretty well with what he was given. Because he didn't get to make a whole lot of staffing choices. I'm sure this will surprise people. Um, but it's not necessarily 100% up to the coach. Like, who, who gets drafted? Who gets traded for? Like, he gets, you know, some say in that. But not 100%. Um, so there's always certain people, uh, certain people in the front office, uh, like Mr. Neil Olshay, who uh, is somehow like trying to 
make Portland a very LA sort of franchise and it's very frustrating because he keeps trying to turn us into something we're not and we don't want to be that. Yeah. And um, one of the other big things that, that Coach Stotts did while he was here was um, he did a lot with um, – I'm trying to figure out like what's, what's the right way to say it. But he took he, – he made sure that the team that we had – like he, part of what he did was make sure he was out in the community, made sure that the teams were – that the team was out in the community, did all right. these things, and, and helped coach like a really good bunch of folks, helped – helped everybody be really good and like you know there was a there was a season where he was the head coach where the golden state warriors lost six games and of those six games they lost three of them to the portland trailblazers Woof. and so it's not like we're not a good team it's not like we weren't capable um there's a whole other conversation to be had about uh referees and and that sort of behavior but um but- because I find it fascinating, but uh, they let Stotts go because they apparently think that um, he's the problem, and so uh, they they uh, decided he was not going to be the head coach anymore. It's very sad to me because, like I said, he's a good dude, and yeah. uh, so we got a new coach, and this new coach is a fellow named Chauncey Billups. And if the mm-hmm. name Chauncey Billups is ringing a bell in the back of your brain and uh, maybe making the hair stand up on the back of your neck, it's because during his rookie season as a Boston Celtic, uh, he was uh, he it was his rookie season and uh, he was accused of sexual assault against a woman mm. and uh, he denied it and it went to civil suit and was later settled out of court. And uh, this is the dude that. And the thing that kills me about this is that there are 30 head coaching positions in in all of NB, in all the NBA. Right. There are head coaching positions in other leagues in other parts of the world, but they are not the NBA. So there are 30 of these positions in all the world. And this dude was up for one of them, Chauncey Billups, was was up for the one here in Portland. And so was Jason Kidd, who's a man who has repeated proven allegations that he beat his wife. Uh, he was the other guy that we were apparently looking at, and then he withdrew his name from Portland's consideration because the Dallas Mavericks snapped him up. And so I feel like basketball's turning a little bit into football at this point because I really have a hard time believing that neither the Dallas Mavericks nor the Portland Trailblazers could find somebody who would be a competent head coach who doesn't have any of this baggage. Yeah. Who doesn't have any sort of alle- any sort of allegations. And the reason that it really bothers me is because there was a point when a couple of trailblazers had gotten into a little bit of legal trouble here and there. Nothing serious, um, but a little bit of legal trouble here and there. And immediately the, the, the jailblazers label was slapped on them and they were outlaws and like nobody, you know, nobody wanted anything to do with them. And Portland had a really bad rep for a long time in the league for that reason. And this is the thing. and, And the thing that I'm finding frustrating about this is that it's, um, the Blazers aren't doing anything to help that reputation because they had a press conference when they said he was going to, that they had hired Billups. Um, They had a press conference. People asked questions and uh, nobody gave any details about anything that, uh, you know, we, we did an investigation. Well, who did it? You know, we're not going to tell you what did they find. We're not going to tell you Um, who did you talk to in this investigation? We're not going to tell you like, all they wanted us all they wanted to do was say they had done the investigation but not actually like talk about it at all um and of course he says 
the things that he's supposed to say, like, you know, I think about it every day and I've had tough conversations, but I'm not, it's really hurting my feelings. And yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm trying not to take this personally, but I'm totally saying this personally because like part of why I find it irksome is because one of the people who they said was in the running here was a woman named Becky Hammond, who's an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs. And she's a great coach and she would have been amazing here. Like her style fits us. Um, It would have been great for Portland to be the ones who had the nerve to hire the first ever female head coach. Uh, You know, all this stuff would have been, would have been pretty great. You know, like it would, you know, and uh, because no, she's never been a head coach, but neither has the guy we hired. He spent one season as an assistant at the Clips and then came here. And yeah, and I'm, I'm finding it very, uh, I, I'm having a bunch of feelings about it and I'm mostly finding it frustrating because it doesn't seem like the Blazers took it seriously. Mm. Uh, now, if it had just been like, you know, I don't like, at one point, Damian Lillard said this was one of the people that he would like to have as the coach in Portland, and that's fine. And then people started telling him, like, you know, what about these allegations? What about this incident that happened? And he came back and said, you know, because it was, um, uh, I'm trying to think when it was. It was uh, 97. So, yeah. so Dame's like, I wasn't reading the news when I was seven years old. I didn't know about it at the time. And that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But to say, like, now I know, and here's what I can tell you about it or whatever, you know, but he never really said anything. And then, um, you know, everybody wanted to know who he wanted because he's the star player on the Portland Trailblazers. Everybody wanted to know who it was he wanted as head coach. Um, And so now, you know, it's turning into this whole, like, oh, he didn't have anything to do with getting you know, he didn't have anything to do with the decision that was made yeah, on who got hired and i'm like no um <laughs> like, he probably did he probably did he, I mean, it's disingenuous. a non-zero amount i would say. right it's disingenuous to say nothing to do with mm-hmm. i mean did did he did he walk into the front office and say this is my guy no not, right. not necessarily would would that have been you know i mean right th- this is this is the equation in any organization really is the, is balancing, you know, what star performers want with what's good for the overall right. organization. And you gotta, you, 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 but, but that's beside the point. The point is, like you said, there are so many eminently qualified people mm. to do, to do the gig. Why is it necessary to, um, to advance uh, to advance someone or or hire somebody who has this has this uh, this history and this issue hanging over them, it's just, particularly it's, because he has no countermeasures. It's not like he's a guy that won a ring somewhere else. Because that's what this is all about: is that the Blazers haven't won a championship since the first one, and you know, and if it was he's a guy that won a championship, knows how to do it, and we brought him here to do it again, and he also has this thing. Maybe I could at least see where they feel like they've done the math of that equation. Yeah. If he was a a, co- a head coach with a long and storied history of teams of excellence, I could see where maybe 
they would have done the math and balanced that equation. And I can't figure out how they did the math to balance it this way. That's the yeah, problem I'm having. This is this is not this is not a this is not a calculation that I am. No, if you're gonna take I'm, a chance on an do. assistant coach, you take a chance on an assistant coach like Becky Hammond or loads of other people who are really good assistant coaches who could be here and contribute and do a really good job with the team that we have. But you know, no. And that's the thing that kills me about it is that that's what's happening. Well, meanwhile, here in in the Metro New York area, we had we had a team make an impressive playoff run, and it wasn't the Knicks. Uh, we had uh, we had the New York Nets, uh, the new yeah the Brooklyn Nets. Excuse me, not the New York Nets. The Brooklyn <laughs> Nets extend uh, Giannis and the Brook and the uh, Milwaukee Bucks to a game seven. Yes. Uh, where where the road team won, I think the road team won every game up through Game Six, uh, and and some some really some really impressive uh, hooping from uh, Kevin Durant. But when with both, um, I, I, it's funny. I, I I was of course it's Kyrie Irving and James Harden, but for a moment my brain wanted to say Kyrie Irving and James Corden, which, <laughs> which would be a very very different backcourt, um, not not much with the not much with the step back, but but incredible musical theater chops. Um, uh, but pro- yeah, I was gonna say slightly more entertaining than watching Harden. <laughs> slightly more entertaining than watching Harden hit the deck every ninety seconds. Let me just well, say, well, he, yeah, and and he was hurt, and Kyrie got hurt, and and that was sort of it. But yeah, but uh, but Kevin Durant, I mean, the 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 kind of individual playoff performances we saw in Portland and yeah. and in New Jersey and 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 all over the league this year have been amazing. Um, I am looking forward. It was great to, basketball. Like it's good basketball. It was considering, so good and considering, so fun. Considering it's like this is the se- this is the shortened season after the bubble season. The problem yeah. is, of course, people people getting hurt left and right because they did not have they didn't have the the conditioning and they didn't have the opportunity yeah. to to stretch the season appropriately, but. Yeah. You know what? There's always next year, and yeah. uh, and we will see. What we'll see. Well, um, depending. I mean, de- uh, maybe. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it's getting it's getting on toward that time where of it the is. show where we have to do something we haven't done in a couple of months, which is give our hellos. So as <laughs> as is as is our tradition here at the after show, if you publicly acknowledge that you listen to the show, we will thank you and say hello by name. We so will say hi- hello to you live on the air. Yes. Live on the air. So would you like to begin our list this this week? Sure. Uh, so kicking it off, uh, as per tradition, and I will point out at one point I did say, uh, one day we will have a sponsor. And when we get a sponsor, this will be our discount code. Hi, Chris Fuller. Hey, Kelly O'Coin. Hi, Tom Bridge. Hi, Dave McGee. Hi, Deidre. Hi, Lenny. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Info Driveway. Hi, Phone Boy. Hi, Javi. Hey, Diane. Hey, Patrice. Uh, hey, Patrice. I was just on Patrice's uh, uh, podcast. Foodie Flashback. The Foodie Flashback podcast, yes. I was like, Foodie Kitchen, no. Casual, no. 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 Yeah. Casual casual Flashbacks. No, casual that's, that's, flashbacks. that's, that's entirely know. different. Yeah. I was on it as well, and um, and uh, the episode came out, I think, during our hiatus, so definitely go check it out. Uh, it was, it, so it was so much fun. Yes. Um, Hello, Lori Duncan. Hey, Tony Walla and Tony, please feel better. I know you're dealing with some stuff. Yeah, please do. Uh, hello, Michael McWaters. And finally, hello, Jay Miller. Hi, Jay. As you can find us at at aftershowpodcast.com and at the underscore aftershow on Twitter. And if you tweet us and let us know you listen to the show, 
we will call you out by name. Kelly, yes. where can the people find you? Well, before we leave Hello's, yep. I have to point out, um, I think we have, well, not I think, I know, I was there. Uh, we have a new listener-in-law. We do? Who's our listener-in-law? We do! His name is Eric. Okay. And uh, the reason I know he's a listener-in-law is because a uh, friend of the show, Brittany, got married a couple of weeks ago. Oh. And how do I know Brittany got married a couple of weeks ago? Because I married them. What? Yup. You married Brittany and Eric? I did. That's and like... the way oh. that you know that Brittany and I were destined to be friends is because uh, she texted me. Uh, she keeps pretty early hours. And so she texted me at like 4.30 in the morning. So I woke up and I had this text from her and it said, from now on, whenever you, she said, I just thought of something with like five exclamation points. From now on, every time you introduce me to Mac people, you get to say, this is Brittany. I married her and let people figure it out. Nice. And I said, clearly, this is the greatest thing. And so like, she, she's like, I randomly thought about that and I knew you'd want to know. And I'm like, that's because this is stupendous. And so, yeah. <laughs> um, so like that was a moment when I was like, wow, we were absolutely meant to be friends. Um, yes, it was amazing. It was Star Wars themed. Uh, I got to wear my Jedi robes to get to marry people. Uh, I discovered all sorts of internal drama at the Universal Life Church. It's a whole other episode. Whoa. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, but it was super duper fun, and I got to go, and I got to do it, and uh, I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more pleased uh, that they are married and uh, that they let me be any part of it, and that now um, I get to go around in an official capacity for things, which um, is probably a terrible idea on the part of the Universal Life Church to make me an official anything. But here we are. Um, <laughs> so, Too late now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was it was so much fun. I had such a good time, and uh, the whole thing was beautiful, and it was super duper great. And so, yes, hi Eric, listener in law. Hello, listener in law, Eric. Welcome, welcome to the definitely not a cult that is the after show. <laughs> it's definitely not a cult. I know um, it's not a cult because neither you or, you or I are particularly wealthy as a result. So there's no, no it's just not. There's no. There's no. There's no cult of personality. Um, I was trying to think. Of I'm not even any... sure we have a Patreon, so I'm pretty sure no, it's not a cult. We do have a Patreon, <laughs> but I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. Uh, it's quiet at the moment. Um, I was. Uh, I just wanted to. <laughs> the after oh. show after dark doesn't seem like a thing no. we can sell people anyway. <laughs> no, the after show only fans. No, thank you. We're we're good. <laughs> We gave it the office. Um, I just I, I wanted to say that um, I, I I I had to in the process of trying to get my kids loaded up for for camp. My younger daughter said I need a watch, and she wasn't allowed to take an Apple Watch because because of the the electronics rules. So I I looked up and down through the house, and I came up with a fitness band that I knew I had purchased, but I did not remember the name or the brand, <laughs> and so. <laughs> So I texted a picture of it to my brother because I remembered that I had bought it on his recommendation because he also had the same one. And then I turned it over and it was able to read the tiny letters on the back that said Vivo Smart 4 and figured out ah. it, was a gar it was a Garmin. So yes. so anyway, this is, this is a thing. It's like if you're about to put a piece of technology in a drawer, don't assume you're going to know what it is three years later when you pull it out. Like I could not – I knew – I like – I remembered the circumstance – didn't remember the app, didn't remember the brand. 
didn't remember anything. And I had to phone a friend to try to figure out what it was. My follow-up so, tip would be all the little bits and pieces that you got with that. Yes. Put them in a bag. Baggy. Put them in a little zip baggy. top baggy and yep. sharpie down the side what the crap all those little parts go to. Oh, yes. Especially with the Vivo Smart because it has its its charger cable is like is an alligator clip. It's the strangest. Oh, wow. It's the strangest thing. It's a, it's very finicky and it's an alligator clip that allows you to sort of connect. You, there's three little contacts at the bottom of the watch that you have, oh, to, you have to connect with. And Yeah, it's not. It couldn't be something like. You know, it couldn't just be a weird USB. It has to be like, you know, alien jaws of life situation. <laughs> but anyway, that's my tip of the week. Uh, our, our combined tip of the week. Put your yes. put your your widgets and gadgets in a Ziploc bag. And now I will say, Kelly, where can the people find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me five days a week over at themacobserver.com where I host the Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast. You can find me occasionally on other episodes of things over at The Incomparable. Most of the time you can find me on I Want My MCU TV where uh, we talk about the latest Marvel shows. That's uh, Don Melton, Lisa Schmeiser, and myself. And by the way, happy anniversary to Don Melton. Uh, just recently, WebKit turned 20. And wow. uh, Don was directly responsible for that. So, um, yeah. So, happy birthday to that. You can also listen to Don. Uh, I got Don to come on Daily Observations, which was one of the weirdest intersections I've ever sat at for 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> having the having Don on, on Daily Observations felt super weird. But it was really fun to talk to him about WebKit. So, you can check that out. Uh, you can also find me um, a lot of Tuesday nights on Mac Voices Live. Uh, you can hear me here on the after show uh, when we get it together and record a podcast. That's usually what I end up saying at the end of Mac Voices. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the time, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Awesome. And you can find me, of course, here on the after show. You can find me occasionally on Ken Ray's In a Few Minutes interview podcast, which I, uh, I hope to be able to do again sometime soon. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Mike T. Rose. Of course, you can find the show on the web at aftershow.simplecast.com or aftershowpodcast.com, assuming DNS is working, which is never an entirely <laughs> safe bet. Uh, and you can find us on the Twitters at the underscore aftershow. And of course, you can find the show in your podcatcher, podcatcher of choice. Uh, we are thrilled to be back here at, in truly in summer uh, and hopefully we'll have a chance to chat again with you very soon. Talk to you later. It's always helpful when I actually have the outro <laughs> queued up. So, hey, everybody. We're going to try that one more time.